This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like the energy, Gav. You threw a curveball there to everybody. I appreciate it. My name is Brooks Like. Welcome to the show. This is How Men Think. That beautiful voice you just heard there was the music superstar, Mr. <laughs> Gavin DeGraw. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, Thanks buddy. Thanks for the accolades. Yeah. I feel good. I try and brag you up every day so you keep coming back. Man, you, it's working. I'm coming back. I'm not even leaving. You're not leaving. I might even put my cot in here. Oh. <laughs> Some camping gear. Your what now? <laughs> my my I was cot. Just at, I was With just our at, sponsor, REI. I was just at REI today. You want me to pick you up a tent and a yes, sleeping bag? absolutely. Please do. We Maybe someday if we get you a check from the show that... <laughs> That you might be able to get an apartment here in town. I would love that. You can come stay in our house for another time. I might being. do that. Yeah, I'll stay in your gym. You should stay in my gym. No, no, but that's, you that's like... the most active room in the house. Don't stay there. <laughs> that's true. I'm like, could you put the weights down <laughs> and leave them down? Well, brother, I always like seeing your smiling face. You too, bro. So thank you for coming. You uh, Dimitri, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. You look well. Yeah. Yeah, you look thank like you. Oh, I do. Well, I didn't mean, yeah, I do. I mean, oh, oh yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm handing out the compliments Dude, today, you, guys. You compliment like nobody's business, and I'll take it every day. I like it. I like throwing it out there. I like making people smile. Ryan, what's up, brother? Good to be here. Good. <laughs> that's, all you're, that's all you're hitting us with? <laughs> I'm sharing a microphone right now, okay. so it's it's difficult. Oh, he's Ryan's very upset here, Amy. Okay, we'll get around to that. And I got to say this. Does, does Rick not look tan? Rick looks exceptional today. Oh, yeah. He looks healthy. Well, yeah. He does. I, I've been in the sun for 14 straight days now. Okay. What's the key, brother? Was this a vitamin? Was it vitamin you, D? You just kind of sit back on your chair and your beach chair and wear your Speedo and let the sun kind of mm. touch down on your skin. Did you oh. say Speedo? You don't wear a Speedo. Did I say Speedo? I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> let the sun grace you. Do you actually wear a Speedo? I wear Speedos. Wear Speedo? uh, oh, yeah. No, dude. You don't wear Speedos? Um, no, hold on. Oh, it's the best way to get the best. You want me to show you my tan line? No. Nope. Yes, please. Yeah. There it is. That's hot. That was great. <laughs> so hold I on. Really enjoyed that. Let's get I think to this. Dimitri just was barked. that your other yeah. pinky? Rick. I just threw up in Gavin's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, true question. <laughs> that tasted bad. Do you wear a speedo? I wear a speedo. There you have it, Gav. I forgot he played water polo. That's probably where it came. But from. I don't know if he just transitioned very... to like shorts now, or or you still yeah, run I mean, the grapes. If grape I'm going to like a, a pool, you know, with a, with the family, I may wear some board shorts. Why but... did you Why use bother? finger quotes on pool? But... Is this a pool or not? <laughs> <laughs> Air quotes are when it's not really what it's supposed to be. So you said pool. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what but is we, that pool we, there? we did go to Europe and we went to a pool. Air quotes. <laughs> And I sported the speedo the entire time, and I was proud. Good, like, for it's you. awesome. Full Good euro. For, yeah, it Good was for cool. you. I have respect for that man. Gavin's super uncomfortable. Right now. <laughs> so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. Oh, God, I believe that's jealousy of Rick. It is uh, your your comfort level is uh, sure off the admirable. chart. Well, uh, let's get to it here, gentlemen. We have a super, I'm super excited for today. We have an incredible guest that we want to welcome to the show. Her name is Cherie Healy. Let's Hello, give her a round Cherie. Of- Hello, Cherie. So today's episode is group therapy. And Cherie is a life coach. She's going to help us through. We've all had conversations with her. And I'm going to introduce you uh, to our audience right now, you uh, describe yourself as a possibilitarian. Am I saying that correct? Yes. I love that. That's the first time I've ever heard that word. So I love that. Sheree is a possibilitarian, uh, been t- in the industry for 20 years. Her number one strategy, I love this part about your bio, number one strategy is pure joy. Absolutely lovely. I'm sure like you can. That. Yeah. It's the secret to our true potential in every life area of life. Uh, does one-on-one coaching, workshops, speaking. I could read this for days. 
They chose um, the long bio. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, but it's exceptional. Yeah. It's exceptional. How'd you memorize Google, all that? Hold on. Google. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Google, X, Genetech, Nike, YouTube, Apple, GoDaddy, you name it. She's worked with them. Um, welcome to the show, Cherie. Thank you for your time, for being here. Uh, and can you elaborate? Is there anything I missed in that bio? Oh, I don't know. Uh, man, I'm here to cause an epidemic of joy. I love it. That's it. She's just a ray of sunshine. Right? Okay. I love it. I uh, used to apologize for that. It used to be that I'd go and I'd give, you know, talks and keynotes, and that was like the message on slide 56. And I'm just not about apologizing anymore. People no. People don't realize it's like the number one business strategy. It's the number one strategy for relationships. It's everything. It's what we all want. So can you give us a little background to your history in this space? How did you get started uh, what was your motive to start? But first off, how long have you been in it and how did you get your start? Oh, yeah, it's a great question. I wanted to do it when I got out of college. I was just 23 and life coaching had become a thing. And I was like, oh, man, I studied like psychology and communications and all this. Sign me up. And then I started training and I thought, who's going to listen to a 24-year-old? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell just... you about your life. <laughs> you haven't even had yours yet. Barely started living. So I gave myself some more study time. And uh, I remember working in LA, actually staring out at the ocean in a board meeting. And I kept hearing the word bottom line, bottom line. And then it sort of dawned on me that this was not my bottom line. It wasn't yeah. wasn't mine. My bottom line is to figure out how to get people out of bed and and do what they're here to do. And enjoy the ride. I love it. I love that you said you help leaders get what they want so they can change the world. But really, that can be anybody. Everybody's a leader. Uh, and to discover our true potential in every area of life. So have you had, that was a pivotal moment for you. And then you sort of made a personal switch as well and also made a professional switch. Oh, Is yeah. That what triggered that? Yeah. Then I finally gave myself permission. Like I got the permission slip to go for it because I felt like I was old enough, you know, and yeah. it was time. And I think... We've all talked already, and I know you all want something, too. All of our listeners want something. And at a certain point in life, that want just becomes almost unbearable. Yeah. You, you have to get it. Yeah. And so I made the leap and, and left the whole corporate scene. And I think that helps now because I was in the hairball of the corporate scene, yeah. and I can, I can talk to my clients about it. I know what they're in. But, yeah, I feel like I'd been given so much. I learned so much from many great teachers. And there's an old saying that, Information that goes unshared becomes a burden. Ooh. Yeah. Beautiful. So I felt yeah. like I had to give. It was my turn. Yeah. And you that's felt a compulsion to actually, help and serve. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's a calling. My tagline is bring it, the world needs you. Yeah. And and on social, like I founded the luminaries because I believe we all are luminaries. We all have a gift to give that if not shared is lost to the world forever. Oh, what a superpower. This girl's a superpower, mm. right? Yeah. Can I can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. What is your favorite part about being a life coach? The thing that just brings you the most joy? The it is the same thing that I said to Sister Maureen in fourth grade when I was asked to make a list of my favorite things. And everybody else said like ice cream and like Tahoe and stuff like that. Yeah. And mine was good talks. Wow. Well, you came to the right place. I mean, I'm so happy. Like this right. is sitting here with you guys having good talks. It's like Imagine what I would we do all day. Talk with ice cream and Tahoe. Oh, I mean, oh, stop. We go. We're going to Amy's. <laughs> so let's do some group therapy. So for our audience listening today, we have all had one-on-one -on -one conversations with Sheree on the phone prior to this conversation, and 
Every guy has something that they want to work through in their life. We touched on on the very first episode of this podcast, what's something you're desperate to change. And now we've discussed something with each personally with Cherie that we are wanting to change in our life. And full disclosure, we've each uh, said that it's okay for her to open up about our private discussion so that we can all try and grow and help each other move through these uh, issues that we're each individually facing. So uh, I'll leave it up to you, Cherie. You and Dimitri had a conversation. Uh, do you want to elaborate on what that conversation yeah, was? Yeah, I'll give you listeners kind of the the outline of what we talked about, and then Dimitri and I are going to go after it. <laughs> okay. Oop, what is it? Bring, bring it, the world needs it? Yes. Love it. Bring it, the world needs it's Dimitri. It's no matter what, so here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so Dimitri's, um, and, and this is in the framework of everything that, we're, that we do in these sessions, right? It's there's something that you want, and I'm here to help you get it. Right. And here to help you enjoy the ride in getting it. So you talked about how you have a deep awareness that life is short and you want to enjoy it. And because of that awareness, it actually robs you of the enjoyment at times because you'll be, for instance, on vacation, your favorite place to be on a beach with music and Tropical cocktails. A day drinking, I think and, I did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't love a nice drink during the day. <laughs> right. And then instantly that awareness kicks in and, and you're thinking about it being over. It's going to end soon and then you can't be present to it anymore. And so we were sort of, we paused at that moment. I said, all right, when I see you again, we're going to try to figure out how to create that presence in you where you'd ask like, how do I deal with the thoughts? Because the awareness is both the curse and the gift. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Can, so. I, ask, can I ask you a question, Dimitri? <clears throat> yeah. Like, let's say if you, because we all get your group texts where we're doing something during the day and we get you with a little cocktail on the dock or on the beach and it frustrates the rest of us. We're jealous of the life you live. <laughs> it's not every day. Yeah. yeah, but yes. But my question to you is, if you go on a week-long vacation, how early on into that vacation will that mindset start to dominate or I'm, to I'm, cop, come up? Right. I'm good for uh, for the first few days. Basically, if it's a week's vacation. So uh, I was just on a vacation recently. We got there on a Saturday. So by Tuesday-ish, I was thinking, okay, tomorrow's Wednesday. And then it's like, then, you know, then we're rolling towards the end. And so I start thinking, all right, you know, and I'm, and I still have fun, but in my head, it's like, okay, well, you know, three more days, two more days. Oh, tomorrow's the last night. And it's like, and then I have to kick into a mode where I'm like, okay, well, what's the next thing that, you know, that that's exciting because, you know, life is hectic and it's like, you come back from vacation, you got to work, the kids go to school or whatever. And, and even though you have moments in those days that are fun, it, you know, everything you're being pulled in all different directions. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to, to get that same feeling that you have when you're just away somewhere. So yes, I, you know, around the middle, I start thinking and then it's like a clock in my head and I still have fun on those last days, but I'm well aware that it's, but can I just ask, uh, is it, is it sort of like these are the last days of my vacation or these are the last couple of days of my vacation and I'm getting older and well, I don't know how many more of these are going to be and we're all going to die. Someday no, 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 no. And all this kind of stuff. Or is it just like, 
I just have a couple of days left of vacation. Can I still enjoy the rest of the vacation? No, it's that. I don't I don't have an impending thought of doom or anything right. like that. Okay. I don't think like my life is short and thanks for pointing out that I'm getting old that I should start thinking about that. <laughs> um I don't start th- I don't think about myself being old. I don't think Sorry. of the end of the world. I don't think of anything like that. So it's a good question, but no, it's just it's simply just this is such a nice time and I, even look, even yes. this podcast I look forward to this. We're having a great time. And in my head, I'm like, oh, we probably got like an hour left. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. Almost when you go on vacation on the second or third day, you have so much time. Like, I don't really, when I go, that happens to me. I don't know what to do. Like every day we're so programmed. Like, okay, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go to the office and then I'm going to go home and we're going to make dinner and go to baseball practice or whatever. Like everything's so kind of scheduled and planned where it's like, when I do get free time, even if I'm at home or not on vacation, I'm like, huh, what, uh, what should I do? Like, I guess I'll go clean the garage or, you know, mm-hmm. like I, and I, that I feel that way on vacation as well, where I'm like, what's next? Like to me, it's almost the travel aspect of it is the fun part. And then when you get to go where you're doing nothing is the, like the depressing part, which right. is this part you should be enjoying. The only right. difference between you and me is you do that in a speedo. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> I have a question. So Dimitri swims in his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Dimitri just vacations that you feel this way, or is it other aspects of your life that you're also counting down the days or wondering how much more of this you have left? And the reason I ask is, as that was being described, I could not agree more with that whole mindset. And I'll tell you this: the best. Day of the year for me is Christmas Day. I love Christmas more than anything. The yeah. worst day of the year is Christmas because when Christmas morning <laughs> comes, I say, and I this happens every year, like I do not want to open all the presents first thing in the morning because it's over now and I have to wait an entire year until Christmas yeah. again. So I want to just do like one. I love it. And then let's have breakfast. Or if my wife's like, okay, you open, like you have more left. I'm like, no, no, no. Why don't you open? Because I want that pile to remain because I don't want Christmas to be over. I'm a hundred percent. It's summertime. Do you still have so some under sweet. there that you're so like sweet. putting off or maybe, you know, I have, September, I have November. from the last decade that I'm just, I do like I squirrel them away. And when you I, budget your presents. Gifts are my love language. How many, bar, <laughs> how many bar sets do you have at your house? <laughs> Seriously, though, does it affect other aspects of your life too, or is it just? No, hundred percent. And Christmas is a is a prime example. I love the the lead up to Christmas, the the you know there's just decorations everywhere. There's music, the whole the Christmas you know yeah. the whole thing, and then yeah. But when that Christmas day comes, like I look forward to Christmas, and then it's like oh, it's Christmas. It's now now it's done. Now we got three hundred sixty. Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys heard what Gavin said when you were laughing because he said that's so sweet. And this is something that's really true that I learned from all of you and and continue to with every man I've ever worked with is there's always a good reason, right? Mm -hmm. What did we talk about, Brooks? The truth? The truth behind the behavior. Yeah. So while you're stressing, worrying, can't enjoy Christmas, you know, you all want to slow down. You said it on another call too. What you're desperate to change is that you want to be able to slow down and enjoy life. And so it's a struggle because you all have so much to give. You want to, you want to, I think ultimately, Dimitri, you want to enjoy, <laughs> you know, yeah. and ultimately Rick wants to find happiness and comfort. And Ryan, you talked about wanting to reach full potential, chasing potential. There's so much to do and there's so much to go give and get, you know, that it's, it seems to be in conflict with the slowing down. And enjoying, but like I said before, joy is the ultimate strategy. It's what we're here for, 
and you're already a very good practitioner of it, Dimitri. (laughs) (laughs) So my goal with you would be to talk about how to cultivate more presence so that you can really get it when it's there for you, you know? Yeah. Can you elaborate? Yeah. Is there any, like, is there any, uh, because for people listening that can, that this resonates with, is there any actionable items or specific tactics or tools that you could share? That's what I'm all about. Yeah. The hacks, you know, the practical ways. So, so you had said, Dimitri, that there was a worry in you that once the good time was over, you were sort of like looking at your watch for when's the next time. Like we'll take the vacation as an example that third day in, you're already thinking about when's my next one, Yeah, you know, and is that usually months away? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, summertime is a few more. So summertime's the, basically the, the Christmas bookend on the other side. So yeah. there are, there are some, but it's, yeah, it's, it's usually a few months away or, you know, something to that effect. Yeah. So the practice is, is finding that beach mindset with even a non-alcoholic or a real alcoholic cocktail <laughs> in the moment to moment, you know, not thinking that it's only going to come a few times a year. So you're saying s- I should drink more? <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> always an option. Everyone's got a flask. You are free. <laughs> I do I know. indeed. <laughs> It's about it's about slowing down in the body in in vacation and being fully present to vacation, which is the easiest. But the hardest is when you're not on vacation and cultivating the vacation mindset moment by moment. So like right now, you just said that you're in the podcast, but you're thinking it's going to be over soon and we're yeah, all so having not, a great time. Yeah. And not in a not in a depressed way, like, oh, my God, it doesn't consume me. But in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this. is, and, and maybe that's a defense mechanism. Maybe I know, you know, this way I don't get super hurt if I know that, that, that things come to an end. Does I'm it rob sure you of any, does it rob you of any joy in the moment or is it just a thought that's present? No, it, it's mainly just a thought that's present. I'm sure you can't have that pop into your head knowing that there's an end to something you're enjoying without it having some sort of effect. But, yeah. um, but it doesn't rob me of the joy. I still have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed the tool, though. Both of you are talking about being in your head. And your question to me when we talked was, what do I do with the thoughts? And it's all about getting down into the body. It's about like taking an elevator from the head down to the heart or down to the body. And I mean, we could all practice it. We've probably all felt this like at the gym or at working out or yoga when you have to ground down and get into your skin so you can actually be present. Where where do you feel that the most when you can really be present when you're just you're not up here in your head. Um, you mean like a specific situation? Well, yeah. Where I'm sure there are areas in your life where time sort of stops and you experience that presence. It's really sitting sitting around. It's funny that we're doing this now, but it's sitting around with a group of people. It could be family. It could be, you know, these guys here. And when you're just sitting around and you're talking and you're laughing, that's the time. I don't think about anything. The sar- sarcastic comments fly. Just we're just having fun, and there's no you're not because you're not thinking about. You're not worried about anything. It's just this is this is a fun moment, and that's why, you know, you bring up. You know, maybe you're sitting around, you know, and you're having a you're having a drink or whatever, and, and laughing. And really, that's the sweet spot for me because it's like, and and again, it doesn't matter. It's not specific. It's not my always my family. It's not always my friends. It's not like there's a, a certain group that dominates that, but it's it's that just. You know, and it's probably if I were to try and analyze it, which is not my job to do, I guess. But 
it's it's probably shrugging off the stresses of life and it's just like oh this is the moment we're just laughing and having a good time yeah there's a part of you that's settled enough that you allowed yourself to just get out of the head and be you know what i think it is i it might be that possibly that you're sort of decompressing and checking out from some of the everyday stresses which you've talked about openly on the podcast before but i also think it like getting to know you man you have a massive heart and it's apparent how much you love your family and your kids and value that quality time with them. You always speak like it's beautiful to watch you speak about your family. And so part of that might just be the sadness like, oh, I want this to last forever. And I know that it's I only have three more days of it. You know, like it's just you're you have so much joy doing that with your family or doing it like we see how much joy you have on this podcast that it's you want to keep it. We all want to keep these things it's funny you say that. When I was little, we were getting a dog, a family dog, and they asked me, my parents asked me what dog I wanted. And I said, I wanted a puppy that wasn't going to grow up, that wasn't yeah. going to grow up, wow. get bigger. And they were funny. like, well, that doesn't happen. I was like, oh, well, there goes that. Just <laughs> <laughs> squashing those dreams. So you got a shih tzu. <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't that, that's the truth behind the behavior. Like, that's yeah. what we're trying to find out is... Men have behavior, like yours is a, a behavior out of love. You want these times with special people to be everlasting. Yeah. So it's not an issue. It's not a flaw. It's not a, you know, it's, and I think as we get into the you know, Ryan's and Rick's and the rest of us, our issues, it's, these are great men that have issues out of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So Giant. To, to wrap this up, uh, Cherie, so lastly, like what does Dimitri do to overcome this so he can be more present? and have the most joyous experience, and then leave there in peace. Yeah, I'm going to give you two things, because your gift is awareness. That's what we talked about. If you could give a gift of a lifetime of one thing to your family, to the people you love the most, you said awareness. So let's use that. That's your highest value. So expand your awareness. I asked you to get down into your body, right, and slow down, because the only way to manufacture time, which is what you're asking for, or to stretch time, is presence. So that requires actually slowing down, and that starts in the body. So it's, you know, just putting on the brakes and allowing yourself to just be here right now. And I think we can all feel ourselves get heavier in our chair. Shoulders come down, deep breath, just be in your heart. Exactly like Brooke said, that's who you are. And then expand your awareness 360. Like you're already doing that, but you're in the future. So try expanding the awareness in the present. Like, so that you can feel the air, you know? It's warm out, it's summer, you can taste the drink fully, like it's sensual. You can mm-hmm. listen to your kid's laughter. Like you're so in it, it's full on 3D, full color. Every single one of your senses taking it in, because a lot of the time it's just the brain and that's not even a sense. <laughs> it's like, it's just the brain going, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the hack to get out of the head. But then there's one more thing. That part of you that says, oh, man, I don't want the puppy to grow up. I don't want the boat ride to end. How old is that part of you, that voice? Um, I don't know. I mean. (laughs) um, It's a distinct part of your personality because we're made up of all these different parts. Yeah. I'm guessing that that part is a little young. Yeah. It was when I was a kid. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so what would you tell your kids if they were like, Dad, oh my God, you know, it's almost over. 
you have to talk to that part of yourself like you would to your kids. I bet you'd tell them something like, amazing. You're right, man. It's, you know, <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's cracked. <laughs> it sucks. Get used to it, kid. Yeah. Uh, boy. Can I just add one thing? So when you're on the vacation, do you kind of sit back and let your kids go do their own things, or do you engage no. with the kids on whatever activities or your wife for say or whatever. Like I was just on a, on a, a baseball vacation trip last week and my daughter was the only one that was staying in all the house with the other families. And so there were no other little kids around. So like what really got to me was engaging with her and doing special things with her during that time frame. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously you're, you're not killing time, but you're kind of like, so we went and got a BB gun. We went and got fireworks. We went and made a fire, you know, and it was, to me, it was that self, it fulfilled so much just having that, it, yeah, it was one-on-one, but it was also just doing activities with her mm-hmm. and not being like, oh, I'm going to get the do the barbecue no, and no. sit no, on I'm, my phone and do whatever. Yeah. Um, and that really helps me. No, that's true. And I'm, and I'm definitely in it for the same reason, like, not to speak in such weird things, but the same reason I want the puppy that won't grow up, I want to play with it. So when I go on vacation, I'm definitely in. I play with the kids and I do this. It's not, I'm not one of those guys that's like, ah, go do your thing. And I'm just going to sit here in a lawn chair and drink a beer. Uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're performing the activities with your kids, you know, you're jumping in, doing these things with the kids. Are you thinking to yourself, uh, are you thinking, I'm having, this is a great time. I'm in this. I'm having this activity. Or are you thinking, I'm making great memories. I'm making great memories. No, no, no. I'm making great memories. <laughs> you know? No, because I actually, I don't, I don't care. So, I mean, for the kids, the memories are important. Yeah. I don't care so much about making memories for me because the same reason when I got married, I told my mom she wasn't allowed to bring a camera to the wedding because I was so, I was like, you, what you're going to do is you're going to sit there. I know you, you're going to sit there and take pictures and, and be like, oh, I can't wait to see this picture. And this is going to great. And you're going to miss what's happening at, at the wedding. So I said, we have a photographer. They're going to take pictures. You can look at them all. I said, but you cannot bring a camera because I don't want you to miss things by taking. So I'm not about, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not thinking about memories, about making them like, oh, this is great. Right. Wait till everybody sees this on Instagram, sure. being the kids on the beach. Right. <laughs> so your mom s- stood by the corner and brought a paintbrush and an easel and painted the whole wedding. <laughs> yeah, it one was, horrible painting. You, it was shitty. Yeah. <laughs> just a mess. Yeah. Just I was just terrible. Like a smear it's like I've never painted before, but this blue. is you. <laughs> okay, so your I'm gonna... looks terrible, by the way. Sorry. The wrap up with you, Dimitri, is I want you to raise the bar on your own awareness. Dive in even deeper, more fully. Feel even more joy when you're in it because it'll make it last longer. And I'm going to remind you of your mantra, the thing that's going on in your brain all the time anyway, when you ask yourself, what's my end game? And what is your end game? My end game is to just enjoy life. Exactly. So dive in more fully and that little voice in you, the little boy that shows up and says, but it's going to end soon. Mm-hmm. Just tell him, die, tell him to so go have a cocktail. Nice memories from life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. I think that, that does make a lot of sense. And that is something that I probably haven't processed on. Obviously haven't, but it, it seems like a, a relatively simple jumping off point. And, and I could see how that would work. And I'll definitely, mm-hmm. definitely try that more. More joy. Mm -hmm. Proud of you, dude. Thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. We're going to go to break. When we get back, we are going to go to Ryan. Back from break. This is Brooks Like on How Men Think, and we have Cherie Healy with us. We're doing group therapy today. 
Thank you, Dimitri, for being the sacrificial lamb to go first. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. And now uh, we're on to my dear friend Ryan. You are in the hot seat, my man. So, Cherie, take it away. Ryan's face. I wish you could see. <laughs> <laughs> Fire it on me, Cherie. Let's do this. Let's just get this over with. Ryan's the opposite of me. Ryan's like, when is this going to end? <laughs> okay, maybe it's time, Brooks, that we tell them how I see men so that Ryan can relax a little bit. <laughs> Please, yeah. So you, on our conversation, you just spoke beautifully about men, and it was you got into this work, I believe, to help serve women and really learned a lesson yourself about men, correct? Yeah, I mean, I originally started this because I felt like I could change the world since I believe that we all have a gift to give, that my gift would be that if I could make every woman happy, then I would make all the men and children happy by default. Mm. <laughs> so I started there. But then I, in working with women, needed to really, and for myself too, get to a place where I felt like I could more understand men. I had had a really long history of bad relationships and, and I thought, there's no way guys are bad. It's, there's something more for me to learn here. So uh, I think through a lot of study of you guys, I learned that men are spectacular and that you really, truly are here for the highest reasons. I think I've never met a man who cares about his partner who doesn't want him or her to be happy. Yeah. You have tons to give. And I think it's almost overwhelming when you can't find a way to give what you want to give. And you try so damn hard and you're just trying to do it right. And I don't know that we as women always make it very easy. We have a lot of feedback for you. Yeah. So well, I appreciate it. The very kind words um, and for the listeners. I want everyone to realize that when Cherie said that men are spectacular, she was looking directly in my eyes. In I, was. eyes. I was, I was. <laughs> and, and he was blowing kisses back. Uh-huh. All right, let's get to his <laughs> problem now. So with that said, I know that um, what you're cooking right now, we have an Amy in the in, in the room who has very strong feelings about your challenge. So I'm going to lay it down and then probably Amy will want to jump right in. Um, you have a because habit of... Uh, irritating. Uh, <laughs> so irritating. She was in the corner just like yeah. it was 10 right. seconds. I just can feel it behind me. <laughs> you have a habit of worrying, Correct. I do. I, I I stress about certain things. That is correct. Yes. Yes. For the very good reason, because I believe there's always a good reason for our behavior, that you are chasing potential. You want to reach your highest potential. You think that it would be tragic for anyone to not really reach the limits of their human potential. And you and I talked about how there is no zenith of perfection. There's no moment at which you arrive, really. Until you declare you're enough, until you declare that moment, right? Because there's always more. We talked about great beings who look like they've checked all the boxes who would tell us, no way, there's still so much more. Right. So when we talked about the worry and I asked you what it costs you or if you enjoy it, you said, well, I don't know that I would give it up because it's a means to an end. I think it's who I am and it's what's going to help me reach my potential. Yeah, I believe in, in many ways stress is a necessary evil on the path to success. That's the most concise way I can put it. That if you're not stressed, you are therefore complacent and there is nothing worse than complacency because if you're complacent, you'll never achieve. Amy. And what is achieving? Amy is what is achieving? Around. What is achieving? Achievement is defined, it's, it's an individual thing. It, it, your definition of achievement could be different than mine and that's fine. It could be financial, it could be 
personal goals, whatever it may be, I think a little stress, and I understand it's all relative and there's a happy medium there because stress mm. can also be crippling and, and debilitating. But like, I think a certain level of stress, if it is driving you and, and allowing you to push yourself to an uncomfortable level and then achieve things that you otherwise wouldn't, then it's a good thing. And I would argue stress in that case is is allowing you to realize potential you otherwise would not be able to realize. Is it stress or is it motivation? Like, are we talking about, like, is this stress or are you just an uber-motivated guy? Like, the the verbiage, I think, for our listeners is very important. It's a great question. It is one of the more astute questions from you. I just blew it's your a mind. You always edge. say it to guys, I just blew your mind. You say it to Rick all the time. <laughs> I like peanuts. <laughs> Is it stress or is it motivation? Because I think motivation is a powerful thing, man. But stress to me seems like a... Brooks is nailing this because it is motivation that I would love for you all to have. But Ryan turns it to stress and worry. And then he thinks it's productive. And I think it's counterproductive. I, th- I see st- I see the two. They're synonyms. Like oh, the- my God. Well, to, to what I said, what so what is your end game? Your end game is to constantly be stressed and trying to hit this ultimate thing. What's the ultimate thing? Are you just going to keep chasing, be stressed and keep chasing greater stuff until? It's a, it's a fair question. I think you want to look back on your life when, when you're on your deathbed and say, I accomplished everything I could have, aco- could have accomplished with my God-given abilities with, you know, I, I was able to accomplish the most that, I possibly could have. So you're you're in a legacy search is what you're talking about. I don't want to look back and say I could have done more or I did not realize my potential or I underachieved is the right. other way to Here's put it. Here's the distinction though. In the motivation, there's joy. Yeah. In the worry, no joy. Mm-hmm. And I know on a previous podcast, you said you wanted to slow down and enjoy, you know, I think that we talked about that being something that you wanted full potential, but because it brings joy, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the hack on this mm-hmm. one is they always say you can't go after something like, I want to be a millionaire, you know, I want to, because why? Because it'll give me freedom, you know, well, then you need to know freedom now. You need to be able to experience the joy of it now. So, right at the end of your life, are you going to say, oh, I accomplished all my goals or are you going to say I had a really good time? Well, when you when you do it in that voice, I (laughs) don't know that I'm going to say it. He's going to be like, I wish I had a different voice. I like the goals. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where Amy needs to go is she needs to value your value. This is your highest your highest pursuit is is achievement. (laughs) And Amy doesn't share that. In the same way. I, I have a question. When you die, you're going to be dead anyway, just to remind you. You won't know what you accomplished, probably. But are you, do you want that? that grew up and died. Do you want that path for your own satisfaction or for somebody else that you're leaving behind to be like, wow, my dad was the such and such accomplisher? Yeah. I mean, with, with the success, with the success, I will have, I have, will have built a life that my family, reap the benefits of with my hard work and with the stresses that I endured, we all would have had a better life as a result of it. That is the hope. And there we just got to the truth behind the behavior. Cause you want to give so much to your family. 
we talked about you wanting to give your wife the ultimate life. Yes, that's absolutely right. And and I think there is a competitive element to me and it's it's just in my DNA that I it's a zero sum game. Like I if someone else is winning, I'm losing. I need to right. I need to be as good as I possibly possibly can be. I and I again, I I don't understand why that can be perceived as such a negative thing to want to realize potential and to not underachieve. Well, what, not where, negative. Where, what are you sacrificing? Is there anything that's negative that's affecting you in that pursuit? It's it's a good question, Gavin. I would say. Is it one that you will answer? I would say. Well, <laughs> well it's that something start. that I think about because it's it's there are sacrifices that are made, but there are sacrifices that you're making in the short term so as to provide more benefits and a better life in the long term. So you have to make these sacrifices along the way so as to Don't create the me. opportunities. Are you trying is, to convince me or convince you when you tell me that? No, I I believe that. And is, no yeah. like Amy clearly doesn't believe that, mm. but that's fine. You're taking is, it the wrong way <clears throat> because I know you very well. So my thing is I see how you compare mm. yourself to others. And if you don't achieve what they have, you deem yourself a failure. And I just Disagree with that so much. Would you tell the specific stories? Yeah, I'll tell you a couple stories. The first tell of which the is two. So, the two. So stories. we just sang happy birthday to Brooks. Brooks just turned thirty six. I am thirty six. So in that moment, rather than celebrating Brooks's now thirty sixth year on Earth, I thought to myself, "Wow, okay, we're the same age." Brooks has made probably like thirty million over his NHL contracts. We're the same, and what have I made? Like. He, we're the same age, and this guy, who I love, has made exponentially more money than me and is so much more successful than me from a monetary standpoint. God, man, that's so, longer than the actual song, Happy Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, that happened. And that annoys me, so I'm like... <laughs> oh, I, but do you think that attitude is... is you said you want to give your your wife the best life that she can possibly have. Is having that attitude and that kind of negative competitiveness and that stress to be better... Is that giving her the better life now, or you're just waiting for the end and be like, "Hey, wasn't that a great life?" Wow, Look, great it, that is the, the thing would be if you would ask my wife, she would say she doesn't care about money or anything, and I'm bringing this on myself, and I admit that. But like, yeah, I I do. Again, it's not all about money, but but the Brooks example is one that crossed my mind when he turned the same age as me. And then I spent 20 minutes on Google looking up all your salaries on Wikipedia. <laughs> and then when you, and then when you got injured, I wondered like, is it a guaranteed contract in the NHL, or does he get paid out on guaranteed? That? Yeah. So that that's even more depressing. I was hoping at least oh, if you got injured, you didn't get the full turn. The contract. Do you, do you if you want to leave, we understand. Yeah. It's okay. just, we got to give this. Sheree, can you that's jump in here? Do I I stand strong on women do not do this. We do not compare ourselves to other women and deem our value or our success based on money. I, we I I stand strong on that. Right. Somebody another girlfriend of mine that has made more money is in no way more successful than me or do I even think about it because that's not how we yeah. look at it. And Brooks is not the richest 36-year-old <laughs> in the world. Not even close. So when you no. get to that final thing, right before you're about to die, you're going to look back and you're going to say, ah, are, you gonna, are you going to say, hey, that was a great life. I achieved all I can. Or are you going to say, you know what? I could have done better. Because that's the attitude you're taking through your entire life. Or on so. your deathbed, are you going to go, uh, Brooks? 
<laughs> Brooks is still alive. <laughs> I, Brooks is going to be strangling me on my deathbed, I think. Sheree, do you want to jump in on this? Yeah. Tell me, does do your wife and kids ever say anything about your worry? About me? <laughs> yeah, my wife sa- says often that I am stressed and how can... She, she has asked me in the last year to take on less professionally so as to free up some brain space and bandwidth to just be more relaxed because... It, it consumes me. And so, but I refuse to do that. And I double down and say like, I can handle it yeah. because I want to just continue to go a hundred miles an hour. And is your potential only a dollar number? Is there another definition of potential? Look, it makes, when you guys, when we have this conversation, I, I am like in real time thinking about how I'm being perceived in, in this conversation. And yeah, uh. it, it, it does seem as if I'm chasing the dollar and in some ways I am. And I think, I don't think I'm alone in that pursuit. Um, but yes, I, th- the other example is my wife's father, my father-in-law was very, very successful professionally retired, very, very young, it made a great living and he he's an outlier. There are very very few people that were would ever be able to have the success he had in the short amount of time. And I think to myself, that is the bar that has been set. That my wife grew up mm. in a great family yeah. with a uh, a father who provided to an unbelievable level for mm. the family, and they were able to go on unbelievable trips and do things that like very few families got to do. So in my head, I say to myself. If I do not provide at least the same childhood and lifestyle that my wife grew up with for her and my son, I will have failed. And that will be that will be gut-wrenching for me to feel as if I was unable to provide the same quality of life that she grew up with. Yeah. So there's the good reason. There's You are not being judged, certainly not by me or probably a million listeners. Because Amy is judging me in the corner. She is a little bit because she wants you to be happy. There's a good reason there too. I want to set up a GoFundMe for you. But yeah. <laughs> but here's how we hack it. So I want to give you guys each like a tool <laughs> to walk away with. <laughs> the the experiencing of potential reached every day is what I want for you. That that's gonna be the hack that gets you to enjoy the ride. Because I don't want to take away the dollar number. You should f-ing get it. Yeah. Oh, you had to bleep me, sorry. <laughs> you should you should absolutely go get it. But I think the quality of the getting it is what we all want for you. And I know you do too. And your wife does and your kids do. So the quality of, of enjoying the ride happens by every night when you hit the pillow, you check off, I reached my potential for today. That you have some measure of the reaching of potential every single day. Because like yeah. you and I talked, there every day you're alive, there's going to be a higher bar for right. the next day. So give yourself the credit. For every single day, at least one one way in which you reached your potential. I'm sure there's countless. Yeah. Can I step in here for something? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> just keep counting your money over I there. I think the right? easiest so, way for me to be happy is if you just open up your wallet and write yeah. me a check. He's like, like let's, no, let's no, rich boy, you right, cannot you step check. in right now. Let me let me say something from my own <laughs> personal experience because. Myself, I think you guys in here, Dimitri, you've opened up about wanting to make more money. Um, 
we I think everybody listening to this, I think everybody wants to make more money. The more money you have, the more you can give and do with and affect and positively influence Absolutely. people's lives. So yeah, we want to make more money. But being something I've been through personally, Ryan, is being in a locker room. It's also you have to keep in mind what's current. So I could sign a contract, some of the ones you looked up at, and I could be one of the top paid guys on the team, and I feel amazing, right? Like it's in order. I'm one of the top dogs on the team getting compensated amazingly. Two, three years go by. I'm still on that contract, and somebody else signs a contract that's bigger than mine. And even though I might play more minutes or have more points or a bigger role, their compensation is higher than mine. Now, I had to learn how to deal with that because I'm like, you're paying this guy. I want mine torn up. I want to renegotiate. I want, but at the end of the day, that's going to rob me of joy. And also, why should I not be so damn happy for that guy that he worked his tail off to earn that? You know, like, because you're better than him. But, but I I understand what you're saying. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying as well because you're saying I play more minutes. And I'm better than this guy, yet he's getting paid more than me. That's not fair. But also the landscape has changed since I signed a contract. Yeah. That So th- that yeah. has changed. Um, and you knowingly enter, or when you enter a long-term contract, you know that. Yeah. But also, I think it robs you, like if you have gratitude, if you appreciate that person and the joys in their life, I think you can appreciate it more in your life versus comparing and always trying to divide yourself or put yourself on an island. But my question for you is, I'd, I didn't achieve all the things I wanted to in my National Hockey League career. Far from it. Like a fraction of all the things I wanted to achieve. Didn't even make close to the amount of money I wanted to make. Did not win a Stanley Cup. Thousands of things I didn't achieve. But I look back at my career and say, damn, did I play my ass off? And was I proud of every single day? That's and right. so yeah. I don't have the achievements that I want or everything that I wanted, but at the end of my life, I want to look back and said, I had so much damn fun every day and I gave everything I had to it and the rest is out of my control. Can I tell you how good mm. it made me feel when you were listing all the things you didn't achieve? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> you got some work oh, to do. <laughs> I told you he's irritating. So Gavin, I have a question for Gavin. Does a hit song mean more to you than another song just because that one became a hit and made you money when a a deep track might be a better song or mean more to you like what brings the fulfillment the well there's different it's a good question i mean there's different levels of fulfillment for me um with different you know with different types of songs uh there's there's gonna be material there that that doesn't make you any money you know um at least not directly. A lot of B, what we call B sides. Um, there's records that are almost like entire B sides that I've made. You know, where we just. Uh, I remember after I cut my second record, um, I was disappointed in the uh, production that it was overproduced for my taste. You know, and um, I didn't dislike the record. I just felt like it was heavy-handed production-wise, and um, the and the mix was over. Just things that were just designed to make it sound a little bit too much in what the marketplace was at at the time, you know, which is very anti my, my, uh, my mode as far as being an artist is concerned. Uh, so within a few months, I, uh, I cut another record, um, with completely different songs just because I wanted to make a record that was the opposite of what was a commercial sounding record. Um, so by doing that, 
I still had I still had hits on the on the record that I had made, um, that second record. But I got more more pleasure and more fulfillment from the record that hardly sold anything that nobody marketed. And on top of that, ironically, I got more longevity career-wise by making a record that was artistically admirable and critically more impressive. Um, and in my opinion, it prolonged my career uh, far longer than chasing uh, uh, pop success could have. <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong, playing those, playing the hits at a show... Typically, that's why you're, why fans come to hear the hits, you know. Um, but I, but I don't think that I don't think that's my fan base. My fan base wants to hear good songwriting, um, and so by making a record that wasn't necessarily a quote unquote hit oriented record that just really sounded authentic, that gave me the time to make another record that could satiated me and the quote unquote marketplace. Um, uh, mu- musically, um, so ultimately, long term, the record that I made that didn't have any so-called hits on it really did very well for me and prolonged my career and actually made me a lot of money over time. Not in record sales, but 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 by elongating my 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 life as a as an artist. Um, so I do understand, but so many versions of this this argument in that you want to be the best and you want to maximize your earning potential. You want to put in all the time required. Personally, for me, I rarely ever thought to myself, I need to practice. As an athlete, probably you feel more of that because you get to a certain level and you either have to be the best or you're not the best and you're not going to play. Or, of course, there's then they apply the business element to that, which is you may be better than someone else, but you're costing more money and they need mm-hmm. to spread out the roster, mm-hmm. Right. And the same thing happens musically in some ways where someone may say, well, we invested X amount of dollars in this artist. We need to recoup this money and we have to do it, let's say, per artist basis, right? So so they chase may chase some success in that regard. I hear what what you're, what you're saying regarding being the best because as an artist, uh, for me personally, I, I never really thought to myself, I need to go practice. That's not really how I operate. I love to play music. Right. So, I mean, if I had a guitar at my apartment, once I leave here, I'd probably go grab a drink and then go back to my apartment and just sit around and, you know, write songs. Um, Just because I want to, you know, it's not about I need to put in the time like an athlete really has to put in the time because, you know, if you spend four or five days on the couch, you may be over over resting. Right. But it's also the same. I played hockey because I love to like, yes, that's my question for you. Are you having fun? In your day to day, do you love the yeah. chase? Like, do you love what you do? Because that's a yeah, motivation. I do. I do. Do you love the task, or and, just and the, the idea of winning at the task? No, I enjoy the task for sure. Yeah, but but and then but when you get a little bit of taste of success, I want more and yeah. big bigger Hell successes. Yeah. yeah, and I would love but, for you, Gavin, to do as Brooks did. To list all of the things you've failed to accomplish. <laughs> well, I, I saw the inner I a lot, man. Let me tell you. I mean, I, I, could, I could, I could list, I could list you all the songs that I've marketed that just, that just were a total whiff. You know what I mean? Songs that I thought were obvious hits. You know, um, I mean, I, I remember, I remember complaining to Billy Joel. I was like, you know, I got this song. It's on the radio, and it's a big hit. But I have this other song right now, and I think it's a bigger hit, but no one will play it. You know what I mean? And we had this really great conversation, and I thought, okay, cool, cool. 
And I walked away thinking to myself, that didn't help me either. I mean, I just complained to my idol and it was sort of, I still walked away like, this sucks. You know what I mean? I just got to talk to my idol, you know, and I was still just, you know, disappointed of the fact that I, I believed in something uh, musically that could help, that should have happened in my mind, you know, as an act, thinking this song should be a hit, blah, 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 no one will play it. But, you know, it's not, it's not all up to me. And it's not even it's not even up to somebody else. It's just it, it happens or it doesn't happen. You still you, you keep grinding because you love to grind. I love to grind because I'm passionate about what I'm doing. So to me, it's it's me loving my own cooking. You know what I mean? Is it come on over for dinner? It's great. And you know, a couple more people are sitting at your table thinking this guy can't cook worth it. But I'm like, isn't it delicious? You know, They're like yeah, sure thing. You know, if they don't come back over, for, you know, next weekend, guess how good you are of a chef. <laughs> well, the one thing I want to add, Ryan, is is I think what I want to touch on is self-fulfillment. Like, what's fulfilling to you? You know, is it getting that win, whether it's monetary reason, for monetary reasons, or is it, you know, sitting back and saying, I just accomplished that, or I'm, I'm doing this, or, you know, and I think that's what Brooks and Gavin are both touching upon. It's like, and as you go through life, thing, those accomplishments or that fulfillment will even change, you know, like even using Dimitri as an example, like he's trying to find fulfillment while he's sitting on his ass on vacation, you know? And I think if you, or sitting on my ass, (laughs) but I think finding that fulfillment, whether it's monetary or whatever that reason is, I think that'll really help. You know, you just said that better than me, Rick, when I was asking him to experience his potential every night, you know, it's like taste, taste what you did every day, experience the self-fulfillment. And I just have to, I want to take you off the hot seat because I know you're, but I see you as the ultimate provider. You're just a giant giver. And I think expanding your definition of providing, you're, you're always going to bring in the money. I know you'll never stop. And if you could look at, if I was your wife, if, if I've got a guy who loves me that hard and is trying so hard to give me this ultimate life, that's enough. She already won the lottery with you. And everything else beyond that is gravy. Wow. You've already Thank checked you. the box for we, providing. We promise to text you all our failures every day. Yeah. <laughs> and as Gavin asks repeatedly, Amy, when do we get our checks? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very good time. Yeah, Ryan is a great giver. Let's celebrate your giving mode. Can I have a massage? <laughs> okay. We'll be back after the break. Uh, jump into my man Rick and what he's dealing with. Back from break, we are doing group therapy, and we're getting to, like we said, the truth behind the behavior of these good sirs, these good gentlemen. Now we're on to you, Rick. Rick, you are in the hot seat, my oh, man. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sheree, do you want to dive into your conversation with Rick? Okay, Rick. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> so good. How are you? I'm great. I'm next, huh? You're on the hot seat, <laughs> sir. <laughs> So we had our little mini session and I'll give the listeners a little wrap up of what we discussed that you're challenged with right now or what you'd like to shift. Yes. Yes. And I would sum it up in that you are comfortably stuck. Yes. Right. I'm comfortably stuck. Yeah. That you've, you've had a habit of putting yourself last because like we've been talking about, there's always a good reason, correct? right? For the things that men do. And the good reason is because you're phenomenally loyal right? and you, you really care. You, you carry a lot of right. guilt if you don't deliver. 
you know? Right. And so you have made choices in your life that I think are not producing the kind of freedom that you really want. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I feel that way a lot, uh, you know, even like at my home space or my workplace or really kind of just in general at, at, at everything. Yeah. And, and I feel that if I don't sometimes reach to a particular potential that I consider myself a failure at times. Yeah. When I, there's no reason to, to do that, you know, and it's, I just need to step back and let it, let it go. And I have a really hard time with like letting it go. Yeah. You know, whether it's, um, you know, feelings or something may have happened to me and, and really kind of talking to that other side of my brain, you know, I'm usually listening to the one side that's saying, oh, this is what happened or this is what you're going through or this is what's happening instead of kind of peeling that other layer back and listening to the other side saying, just take a rest. Don't, don't listen to that person over there anymore or don't give that person, give that person a break, Yeah. you know, and I, and I put so much onto myself about that that, um, it affects my relationships with my friends, my family, my kids, you know, whatever that may be. Yeah. We all have that voice inside of us. That's, you know, trying to help us be better, be perfect, perform higher, better, more faster, you know? And and what I wanted to ask you was like, how do I, how do I shift that from listening to the, the, I don't know if negative is the right word to use for that voice, but shifting from to the other voice, you yeah. know, or, or the other side of it to, to help me actually steer my path, my life path through whatever I'm trying to go through. Yeah. Or, it's the best question. It's universally what we're all challenged with. And I think that's important for everyone to know that it's right. not just some of us that have that voice. I think it comes into our awareness when we're really little and it's a survival mechanism. Right. So the shortcut, cause I'm all about shortcuts, <laughs> like practical <laughs> tools. Well, there's not a lot of time on this planet. <laughs> right. The shortcut is really first off recognizing what's the positive intention. Again, what's the good reason for that little voice in you? Right. What do you think it wants for you? Right. I, um, I feel like it wants, it, it wants me to do what I want to be doing and not kind of being tied to what somebody else wants or maybe a society thing. I don't know if it's that big or not, but focusing on what I want to be doing and not like what I should be doing or what, you know, like I should be in a, in a relationship or I shouldn't be in a relationship or I should be, you know, in a work situation or a non-work situation and really listening to that other side of the voice saying, Hey, you know that this isn't right. Or you know that this is right. Right. You know, it doesn't always have to be negative, but you know that this is right. Go do that. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm really struggling with in, in all aspects of my life. Yeah. So if that little voice actually wants the same thing for you that you know in your higher self you want for you, which is freedom. Right. I think every one of us is here to experience at our highest level is freedom and love. Right. And so you're talking about also when we had our session that your highest value is happiness. You want that for your kids. You want that Correct. for your wife. You want that for all these guys. You know, that's what you're trying to give. And so my question for you is, is do you think that you can have that happiness and freedom and be successful? I definitely think I can. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the biggest thing is for me is trying to overcome that obstacle of that other side. You right. know, I know what is going to make me happy. I know what, how to get to that point. Um, and I think, it, it, you know, in talking to you and to everybody else is trying to, you know, to leap over those those boundaries that are put that my 
I'm putting in front of myself really yeah. and trying to follow that path. Well, the um, leap is first recognizing that that voice has a high and positive it, intention for put you. Put that one first. Yeah. That's what I need to do. Yeah. And then don't fight it because we all want to like, oh, I hate that part of myself, you know, or like right. try to shut up and make it quiet and it will not right. until you direct it towards the goal. So I think the shortcut for you then after recognizing the good reason is going into the athlete, the, the athlete in you. Right. Because that's, that's probably a part, you know, that really drives you in right. a good and, and healthy way. Like you've got this big race coming up. Correct. You're right. swimming right. and you identify as an athlete and that drive in us to be congruent with who we think we are is what you use. So instead of going into the beat down and oh my God, I'm not there yet. Or, oh my God, I don't feel right. free or I'm not happy yet. And I, you know, you feel that gap from where you are and where you want to be. You go into athlete mode. Right. Because I think there you know how to be on a team, but you also know how to be at your Inside. highest performance, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. Like, tell me what it's like when you're swimming. What, how do you think? Does that voice even register when you're swimming? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. It's powerful, you know, and there's, there's a voice that's, that's thinking, and that's why I actually love swimming and doing the workouts because it allows me that kind of freedom or time to think about a lot of things, Yeah. you know, and that, um, you know, I feel like that is powerful and, and that's the voice I need to continue to listen to while I'm swimming. And so, or playing water polo or, you know, exercising in the gym and, and for me, it just makes me overall feel good yeah. and strong, you know, maybe even physically, but definitely mentally, you know, like I've just accomplished something yeah. in that workout, or I just accomplished something in that race across Lake Tahoe, um, or I accomplished whatever. And that's the part that I need to continue to listen to and, and can get me over that, you know, get me through. 100%. So I need to tap You're into that more. Literally going to cut and paste it. Yes. You know, there are people who've struggled with lists or challenges in life that, you know, no one could cure. And I know one of my teachers uses his technique to literally cut and paste the, the mindset or the freedom that mm -hmm. this person would feel when he's surfing. Mm -hmm. And he could go from lisping in one moment, barely able to get out a word right. to putting himself on the board, feeling the ocean, feeling the salty air. Wow. And all of a sudden he speaks as clear as you and me. That is wild. It's yeah. a choice, right? Right. So that's, that's the shortcut. And I think the other side of it is, you know, it's getting to make that decision to turn into the athlete or, or to go down that path and to, to be that positive, make those positive decisions. But to also, you know, I deal with the regret that I've left back, you know, like what, either whether it's a person or an individual or, you know, leaving somebody or something mm -hmm. and saying, hey, that's not, you know, we didn't finish what we started and that's the part I have a really trouble, troubled time with, with dealing mentally, you know, with that of like, whether it's usually it's in like a work situation, right. Or, you know, or, right. Well, if we go back to this really resourceful side of you, the athlete, the athlete probably won't quit when he's swimming across Lake Tahoe, right? Right. You won't give up. Right. So you're applying again, that same blueprint to the job, even Correct. though this is a race you don't want to swim anymore yeah not by myself that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah so again I think it's in that moment you think about you're here in this lifetime to experience happiness and freedom right so there's that athlete in you who says and I know 
what race to enter in. Right. You know, if this is a race that just yeah. isn't cutting <laughs> yeah, it, so I'm not going to enter that anymore yeah. if I know I can't finish it. Like you said, when you need to, let's say, swim a race or run a race, you go into athlete mode. If you're going to make a leap is what you said. I need a certain number of things. And I'll remind you, you said I need answers. I need clarity. I need to know how I'll manage. I need excitement. I need to know who's going to drive. Right. You need to like know all the things. Right. And I'm sure you map that out a lot when you actually are competing. Right. Right. So right. you've lined everything up to know that you can win. So did you ever have a coach back in the day doing all the sports? Oh yeah. I've had multiple, um, very strict, like rigid coaches. I've had two very, you know, blessed in high school and then in college that were amazing coaches. I mean, but very strict, very stringent, you know, work. It's all about working hard. Yeah. And um, they made and, you and better. And they made it, they made me better. They made me, you know, like powerful and, and, you know, to withstand the tests of either a failure or whatnot. Right. Um, so do you allow yourself that when it comes to the career? into success. I don't right now, you know, and, and I need to, um, and I, and like we were talking about, like I map all those, those things out in my head, you know, yeah. of what I want to do, but I don't put it into action. Yeah. That's, See, that's I think that's I really common. Yeah. I think we all understand the need for a coach when it comes to sports. And then somehow we adult and we go out into the world and we're supposed to figure it all out on our own. And there are people who actually have walked tough. the path before you yeah. who could say, Hey Rick, not a race you need to run anymore. Right, right. Or here are a number of things that you could do, two millimeter shift here, there to make it actually enjoyable right. and freeing. And so you don't have to carry this guilt. Or we talked about how you had set out to deliver like six things when you signed on for this particular gig. Right. And I feel like the other side of, you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, I have to do it all myself yeah. when, when I don't. You know, oh. The reality is I can turn to, you know, somebody else and ask them, hey, do you, like, and being okay with asking for that help and saying, hey, can you help me with this? Or, you know, that person may know something better about something, you know, something else. And so it's, hey, do you mind helping me in this, in this aspect? Is that something you find think, universally guys struggle with asking for I think for so. Help? Yeah, they, they definitely do. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, oh, we, you know, I need to do this myself and, you know, and. And I, you know, a lot of the successful people and I don't care about success all that much, but it's, it's the, they have asked people along the way, you know, and they do have those coaches, you know, whether it's in sports or life or whatever and, and mentors. And I think that's, that's something that I'd really need to kind of focus on. It's the same lately. thing. You're just going to go back to being the athlete and going, oh yeah, I would have asked my coach how to improve exactly. my stroke. How do I, right, right. It's not an admission that you don't know something. And I right. think you guys put so much pressure on yourselves to know everything. And they just want to actually, we should say this out loud. They want, I think women want to ride you harder, not knowing how hard you're riding yourself already. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you at work so much? And why aren't you X, Y, Z for me? When you're really battling this part of yourself. Right. And just trying to give, like if you could tell your family, look, I am here to deliver happiness. <laughs> I am the happiness delivery man. That is what I'm going for every day. Know that if you're trying to give that to others, you have to give it to yourself. Right. Otherwise it comes out sideways. Right. It doesn't right. work. And I'm the first to admit, I mean, I solopreneuring, you know, thought I could do it all on my own. And it took a long time to realize that that is just no strategy. Right, right. 
Yeah. If I'm here to deliver joy in the same way that you're here to yeah. deliver happiness, I got to be like feeling it. Right. You know, right. so that when you're just around me, you get it. And I think that's the other thing is like there are days where I feel incredible and it, whether it's a, whether it's something positive happened at work or at home or with the, you know, or even a, a working outside of it, you know, I always kind of revert back to physical working side, working outside of it. It's like, okay, I'm going to now get back on track and I'm going to go swim and that's going to make me feel good. And it does make me feel good. But it's like, if I don't, there are days where I do, it's, it's the days that that feeling isn't there. How do I deal with it? Am I coping it with something else? Am I, you know, how do I jump out of that feeling that day and be Mr. Happiness? Yeah. That's the heart. Yes. I mean, how long have you practiced swimming? Oh, forever. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be doing this for forever. Right. Right. It's a choice in any given moment. And I think it's about defying our culture, really. Right. I think our culture has taught us ever since, you know, the Industrial Revolution or somewhere around there that it was just work harder, faster, more. Correct. You know, like we're all still machines when we get into business mode. Right. And I think there's a new moment, a new way where we need to access more of our heart. We need to access more of our creativity and you know, our intuition and some of these skills that are beyond just producing results. Correct. We need human skills. We need EQ, all of that. And that comes from you feeling like a well, happy man. Correct. And that, I feel like if you get to that point, you, that trickles down to everything else, uh, people, environment, whatever you're, you know, you're trying to get to. But yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's the the strategy. I think it's the, yeah. the strategy for being a greater partner. It's the strategy for being a greater dad, for Correct. being greater at your work. Is if you know, we all know those great leaders that yeah. show up who just have that calm to them. Yeah, they're satiated. Yeah, you know, we've got to say no more machine. And I know Ryan loves working hard. We talked sure to does. him about it. He just loves <laughs> yes, it. He does. I don't think we're gonna take that away from him. But maybe you can. We need to work you on his comparisons. Yeah, yeah, let's make you the role model for Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have a question for you, Sheree, just on what you just mentioned, because, and I think a lot of listeners can resonate with this. Certainly, I do, and I think these guys will as well. To be successful in whatever industry or career you are in, there has to be something about you that is extremely driven. Mm -hmm. So there is an innate personality in you that has allowed you to succeed to the level and the degree and elevate above others uh, currently in your life. Now, how do you balance, how, how can somebody with that engine also balance it with dialing back a little bit because it's innate in them and it's a, it's been a blessing in their life to allow them to succeed. But how do we then put the governor on that and back off the full speed or full throttle and back off some of the stress like Ryan's talking about or some of the having the draw, job control me like Rick's talking about? Like how do we how do we have that engine and also have control to bring it back? Yeah, that's the best question. And I get that all the time from leaders at Google and Nike and YouTube. And I mean, really high powered, high paced. If I pull back on the throttle, someone else is going to take my job. And that's right. Or pass me by. As right? an artist. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'll give you the perfect metaphor. It's super simple. Phil Edwards, one of the world's greatest surfers, said the best surfer out there is the one having the most fun. Ooh. 
when you go out to surf the waves, nobody, A, goes out for a bad time. B, you're cool when there are no waves. You wait. You hang out, talk to your buddies. Mm -hmm. You wait. You enjoy being in the water, being out there. And then when the waves come, even when you get thrown down into the rip, you're there for that. You, you go at it with everything you've got, no matter what's being presented to you, because you want to have fun, because you're hungry for the fun. Mm. Right. So I think if you have that mindset that maybe there's a new way upon us, maybe the old way, the industrial era taught us you have to do more, harder, faster, grind, be stressed. That's what it looks like to work hard. Mm -hmm. A lot of us were raised that way. Yeah. Maybe we question that and say, actually, when we're relaxed, we have access to our prefrontal cortex. We have access to our heart. We can actually be a channel. We can listen to our own intuition. We have access to way more than just the machine up here. They talk about it with sprinters too. Like you ever watch the 100 meter dash in the Olympics? They zoom in on sprinters' faces and are their cheeks bouncing? You guys ever see this? Are their cheeks bouncing while they're running? So they're running the fastest race on earth with full exertion yet to be fully relaxed so that your cheeks are actually bouncing. It mm-hmm. seems like a contradiction, but it's a state of flow. It's yeah. it's really, I, like Gav, as an artist, you know when you're in a state of flow, like or as a TV exec, like things are just coming and you aren't thinking. They're just, you are innately in it and reacting. As an mm-hmm. athlete, the same thing. Yeah. To find that balance between super intensity, but absolutely relaxed. And I think that's mm. presence, what you're talking yes. about. Fully presence. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's not about faster. Yeah. It's just fun. Like really how much fun. And just when I was hearing you talk, Dimitri, something my wife and I always talk about is when we go on on a vacation, we might have one day that's like a paramount, amazing, my God, we're going to do something incredible today. Mm -hmm. Say it's bungee jumping. And the next day is just sitting by the pool. I challenge her. I'm like, okay, just because we did something incredible yesterday, we have to make today better. I want today to be better. I don't want each day of my life to be worse than the day before. My challenge in my life is to make my life better every single day. And I say that to people every day, best day of my life today. Oh. But like when you're on your relationship with, or on your vacation with your family, I think if you're thinking, how can I have the most fun today would sort of help subside the, oh my God, this is ending in three days. Hmm. You know, and I, I'm yeah. sure you do it. Like I, knowing no, you a as a guy, though. I'm sure you do it, but maybe being more mindful of even just saying that like, I just want to have the best time ever today. And I'll think about tomorrow when tomorrow comes. Well, and I think repeating. Yeah. What mm-hmm. you brought up about flow is everything. And yeah. in the flow state, we feel fully alive. Yeah. I think we could all agree that that's what we want. You know, the fully alive feeling of like that mm-hmm. full enjoyment. And that means like maybe you're better, better, better. It's just, oh my God, how can I so taste this flavor? Because this flavor being by the pool yes. is very different than yes. bungee. Yeah. I, I have a sort of a governing question in in my life is how can I give everything to this? Yeah. Is sort of how I, how, if I'm on the phone with somebody, how can I give everything to this phone call? If I'm on this, doing this podcast, how can I give everything? And it kind of keeps you present because I'm not, it's, that's why I have to this on the end of that question. Cause it's not that it's not the next thing. Right. So, you know, if you're doing a concert, how can I give everything or a game just tonight? I know we got a, a 82 game season, but mm-hmm. just tonight, mm-hmm. you know, 
an end a conversation on the phone or going to a meal with friends or something. Mm -hmm. It's really in my life to help me keeping present, just reminding myself, how can I give everything I have to this? Mm -hmm. I so experience that with you. Like the whole entire time I've been with you today, that's, that's exactly, you have that presence we're talking about. I think I got it because I didn't have it. I had some of the same things as, as Dimitri, like, oh my God, I'm five years into my career. My career is, how how much longer am I going to play? You know, I only have X amount of time to win it, X amount of time to make money. You know, like an athlete has an earning potential, right? Like, so I think I had to develop that. Right. So you just mentioned Brooks giving everything you have into anything you do, a phone call being an example. So Cherie, the question I have for you is, Brooks has proven to be a serial FaceTimer. He refuses to have normal phone calls and only (laughs) FaceTime. So when you had your pre-interview, did you guys FaceTime or did you talk like normal civilized human beings? We talk like normal humans. Full disclosure. That's 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 so weird. call connected us. Oh, nice. So it's on Amy. But did you know there's three-way FaceTime? You could have FaceTimed me and then patched her in. I think. And the problem, is, <laughs> the problem is Brooks is very handsome, so that is giving his best is by doing FaceTime. My question to wrap things up, and again, the vibe I'm getting from the three of you, and really we put the three of you in the hot seat, is this go, go, more, more, do, do. And what I'm wondering from Gavin, Brooks, Cherie, if we all slow down a bit, do we actually accomplish more? Because I'm certain we do. Like, I feel that, that when you, like, for example, when you're trying to be creative, you can't be creative when you have 47 emails and the phone's ringing and the this and people are talking to you. You, you have to, like, go somewhere else or be quiet. So mm-hmm. would it help these three to just slow down and relax? I will say what you whispered into my ear too a minute ago is, is this like a difference between men and women? And I will say no, with all the work I've been doing with men, the very first thing that I take them through is slowing down and getting into your body so that you can actually feel and then do anything well. And I think that's what I'm constantly talking about is the soul pace, right? The, the pace at which you are most connected to yourself and others. And it's different for everybody. Like I think Ryan, it might be that you just super enjoy the hustle. And it's not to say that that's wrong. It's only like, does it cost you? And and are you okay with the cost? And I, I think that the slowing down is really the ultimate performance hack. And our world is going way too fast. We all know it. To your point, Amy, yes. I would, something that I've been very uh, aware of in my life and I'm working on is, and I, I hope this maybe can resonate with you, Ryan, less projects, bigger ones, less decisions, bigger ones. It's huge. Are just, I'm, cause I came out of hockey world is my oyster opportunities. I want to do this, go pulled this way, that way. Mm-hmm. I want to try dabble in this. Cause now I have time to explore thoughts that I've had for 35 years that I could never mm. allocate resources to before. Yeah. So it's I'm I'm kicking tires everywhere and I've found it's been exhausting and I'm not getting real true fulfillment and purpose in my life. And so I've tried to move some stuff aside and say mm. no to stuff and do less less projects, bigger ones. And I hope this mm-hmm. podcast turns into a big thing. That's mm-hmm. why I'm here, Amy, quite often try like investing in it because I want this to be a powerful platform. Um mm-hmm. And less decisions, but bigger, more meaningful ones. Does mm. that resonate at all? Well said. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah.
You're great, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I like the hell out of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you to... like him? I mean, you have to you, look at him. I mean, you just got it. I, I feel. I feel like you. I feel like you're. I feel like you have so much figured out, life-wise. I feel like. I feel like you are on a a real path for true satisfaction in your life. It's unusual to see. Can you give me a thank you? I appreciate that. You're very welcome. You owe me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What he wanted was a steak dinner out of that. Yeah. He thinks and we're going to Morton's right after that. You know I like a good sirloin. Ryan didn't clench his teeth during that, so we're making progress. He's <laughs> yes. not as jealous anymore. Could I ask you, yeah. because I'm very happy. I'm very fulfilled and like I, I love my life. That being said, I love to learn and grow and challenge. And there's so much that I don't know. But like what, what specifically in my life in the time that we've known each other leads you to say that? Your openness to discuss your feelings is a true rarity amongst men, in my opinion. A lot of male friendships are much more on the surface in my opinion, you know, it's not such an expose into someone's uh, desired path in life. And, and like to listen to you speak about, and actually to listen to a lot of you guys speak about the things that you want to improve in your lives and admitting certain things about your lives. I had never been around a group like this in my whole life where guys spoke like this to each other, you know, to just talk about the game, talk about the bar. And, uh, you know, talk about your, your, your crazy, uh, parts of your life, never about the things you wanted to improve as much about your life and your dreams and things like that. And it's actually really refreshing. Appreciate it, man. I think it's yeah. honestly, I think it's because of one trait. I think I'm very curious as an individual. Is that why you were holding my hand before? <laughs> that was a pure lie. Don't lie to the people. <laughs> But I think I'm very well, curious. I think I'm I think for me personal development and personal growth have always been paramount. Mm. It's led me to chase my dreams. It's led mm-hmm. me to try new opportunities like this mm-hmm. podcast. It leads to new friendships. It leads mm-hmm. to uh discovering so many new things. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think I'm just I'm the same as you, Ryan. I'm absolutely curious of maximum potential. I love driving mm-hmm. the tip of the sword. Like, what are humans capable of? Mm-hmm. I love that in athletics for myself. I also mm-hmm. love it in, just in athletics in general. What's the human body capable for or of? But also spiritually, mentally, um, how can we transcend time? Something I'm trying to do is to try and do in a week what others would do in a month. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I can't, we can all only work so hard. So I need to apply intelligence in different ways. And um, I don't know, I'm just, constantly a student of life you are mm. too i love i love listening mm. i love i love our panel like i love listening Absolutely. to you guys i come in here and i've said it on many of the interviews this is a sharing platform but mm. as much as it is sharing i learn four times five times as much as i ever share mm-hmm. in here so this is coming into a classroom mm. really a, a study of the world and mm. interesting education we have terrific guests like sheree that mm. comes on agreed for us to help us out so for the listeners, I hope it's a, we try and share what we can, but also for mm-hmm. us, I mean, thank you. It's a learning platform. Mm-hmm. You gentlemen opening sure up, is. those are issues that are mm-hmm. near and dear to your heart and uh, sharing them vulnerably with our audience is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, for our Agreed. listeners, where can, because you are exceptional, you touched us all today, Sheree, where can mm-hmm. they find you 
should anybody want to reach out to you and they should, uh, where, where's the best place to contact you? Thank you guys. I just want to say the world needs more men like you. It's been such an honor to be with you all. Um, I'm at shereehealy.com. Can you spell that? Yeah. C-H-E-R-I-E-H-E-A-L-E-Y. And easily, easily found on Instagram for the luminaries. The luminaries. The luminaries. The luminaries on Instagram. com. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And to put a bookend on, and a bow on this episode, we will be putting a picture of Rick in a Speedo up on uh, at oh, How Men yes. Think Podcast on Instagram. Yes. And, and that... <laughs> quick end it, quick. And that is our definition of success. Marble bag, Rick. <laughs> I love you guys. That's it for this episode. Group therapy, round one. I'm sure we're going to do more of those. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun, though. Thank you guys for listening. As Great. always, if you have any questions or comments, shoot, uh, reach out to us, please, and take care of one another. This is for you, Danielle. Love one another, and we'll see you guys right here next week. Bang! Hey guys, it's Brooks. And one last thing before we let you go. If you liked today's episode, we would love to get a five-star review from you on iTunes. And if you could possibly share it with a friend, that would be amazing as well. We always look forward to your questions, comments, or insights. So you can send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and also follow along with us on Instagram at Podcast.